Welcome to OK-ish, a podcast all about mental health in the modern world. I'm Mary Ellen Dance, a licensed mental health therapist, here to strip away misunderstandings about therapy and share exactly what I do in an honest way. Don't worry, you won't hear inspirational quotes or be told to spend more time doing self-care. I'm here to get to the real stuff using my own experiences as a therapist and as a really messy human being. Come and laugh at yourself with me as you learn not how to become great, but how to become okay-ish. Happy okay-ish Wednesday. I hope we're all having a very okay-ish week. I mean, I hope it's better than okay-ish, but being okay-ish is still a win in my book. Just as a reminder, follow me on Instagram at Mary Ellen Dance. I post challenges every week related to the podcast, and I love to be able to hear from all of you about stories, how you can relate, questions, and just to say hi and connect. So go do that, please. And starting soon, I am releasing bonus episodes. Every bonus episode will be an interview with someone who has firsthand experience with mental health, not a professional or anything like that, someone who can just relate. So I'm really excited to start interviewing some people who have struggled and stay tuned for that. Okay, today I am going to talk about something a little bit controversial. If I'm being honest, my favorite things to talk about are pretty controversial, (laughs) But before I get into this, just a reminder that none of this is therapy or medical advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. My opinion is just an opinion. It's based on my experiences, but that's what it is. All right, here we go. So have you ever been talking to someone and you share something about yourself or having a conversation and they respond by saying, oh, I completely understand. I, I, I feel that. I can sense that you feel that. You see, I'm an empath. Or maybe you're talking to someone and they say, I'm just so exhausted because I'm an empath. And so that means I'm always soaking in the emotions of people around me. Or maybe you're like me and you're a therapist or someone in a helping profession and you have people come to you and say, well, I'm not a therapist or insert whatever helping profession you're in, but I can relate because I'm an empath. Have those conversations ever happened to you? Because for me, it seems like I'm having these conversations more and more often and more and more people are coming to me asking like, okay, what does this mean? Am I an empath? Is this person an empath? All right, so ready for my controversial opinion? It drives me absolutely nuts. (laughs) Absolutely nuts. I do research before every podcast. You know, even though this is not medical advice and my opinion based on my experiences, I still want to make sure that I've updated facts and statistics. And, you know, I want to check myself to make sure I'm not sharing wrong or, you know, outdated information. And so for this episode, I did so much research because once I started reading about this, it was fascinating to read all the varying types of opinions out there, where these opinions are coming from, what people think. It's really, really interesting. So I encourage you to go read about it because it's really fascinating. But here's the real deal. Empaths are not a thing. The term empath is not based in psychology or research, or science. It is a pop culture pseudoscience term. 
pseudoscience means like fake science. The word empath, I found this out in my research, actually comes from an episode of Star Trek that aired in 1968, although this term hasn't been super popular until about the past seven years or so. But apparently in this episode of Star Trek, there's a character that healed someone's physical pain by touching it and taking it on as their own. And this character is referred to as an empath. I thought that was really interesting and pretty cool. But Star Trek is a fantasy TV show, as in it's not real. Now, because this is such a popular term, there are some scientific studies trying to come out on what an empath is and if it exists and how prevalent it is and things like that. But the problem with these studies, and I'm not I'm not a researcher. I like reading research. I don't like doing research. But from my understanding, the problem with these studies is it's really a, assessing just levels of empathy. It doesn't necessarily mean that like empath is a separate thing. Because empathy is real. Empathy is a wonderful thing. Empathy is the ability to understand and share feelings of another person. Oh, we all want empathy. We all want, I know I want people to feel empathy towards me and I want to feel it towards other people. Some people get this term confused with the word sympathy. Sympathy is feeling sorry or pity for someone. Empathy is feeling what that other person feels, understanding that feeling, being able to experience those feelings. Empathy is often easiest to see with parents, right? With parents when their child is in pain and they they feel in pain. Their child cries and they cry because it just, they feel that other person's feelings because they love them so much. Now on the flip side of that, what you may call sociopaths, which is actually people with an antisocial personality disorder or people with narcissistic personality disorder. Those two personality disorders, one of the cornerstones of these diagnoses, one of the biggest symptoms is the lack of ability to feel empathy, the inability to feel empathy, which is really scary because we need empathy, right? We need empathy to function in society, to build relationships with other people. Empathy is so important. The good thing is empathy is something innate within us, but it's also something that's learned. It's a muscle that we can strengthen. There's actually a, a commercial that I've been seeing a lot lately for Barbie. I think it's for Barbie that they talk about how playing with dolls increases empathy, which makes sense. Playing with dolls. Oh, the doll's sick. You have to take care of the doll. You feel bad for the, right? Like that, that makes sense that that can increase empathy. In grad school for counseling, we talked about empathy all the time and how to build those empathy muscles, how to show others empathy and use empathy in the therapeutic process. Empathy is a good thing. Now, a lot of what I read refers to empathy being on a scale or a continuum, right? Some people have higher levels of empathy than others, which that makes sense because I feel like that's true for most things. Some people naturally have a stronger empathy muscle than others, whether it's because of your experiences or how you grew up or just innate within you. Some people just naturally have that. People who refer to themselves as empaths say that they are quicker and more accurate to recognize other people's emotions. 
here's the thing. We all can recognize other people's emotions. Is their empathy muscle maybe a little bit stronger? Possibly. But that's something that we all have the ability to do. In my research, I came across many, 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 many online tests that help determine if you're an empath. By the way, I was looking at these for research. Please do not take actual stock in these types of online quizzes. (laughs) But in preparation for this show, it was really interesting. And all of these quizzes asked some form of the question, do you have the ability to feel the pain of others? Well, we all have that ability. Again, with empathy being on a continuum, sometimes people feel that more frequently or stronger than others or are more in tune with others or certain people. But it doesn't mean that like one person's an empath and one person's not and they can't experience that. We can all feel and experience that. So see, these ideas behind the term empath are not wrong they're not wrong. Empathy is a wonderful thing. You know, if we're if we're going based off the idea that it's on a continuum, yeah, some people have stronger empathy than others. But how it's coming across in pop culture is actually contributing to some narcissistic behaviors. Some people believe that high levels of empathy are a spiritual gift. Other people believe that high levels of empathy means the person has codependency issues. <laughs> Even more people believe that it's contributing to our society and pop culture views of self-righteousness. I have a lot of self-proclaimed empaths that come to me saying they're burned out from feeling other people's emotions. Well, yeah, feeling other people's emotions will burn you out. That's a lot to take on. But is that because you're an empath or is that because you have poor boundaries with other people? Or sometimes, I'm going to be honest, I know people don't mean this, but sometimes it comes across as a little cocky, right? When people come to me and they're like, oh, I'm just so burnt out from just feeling what other people feel all the time and helping others. Like, that's a little cocky. Many, many people who self-identify as empaths also experience high levels of self-victimization, you know, claiming that it's a burden to feel others' emotions and that that they're basically in like layman's terms, that they're like a victim for having this ability to feel others' emotions. All of this is confusing. Like I said, when I was doing research for this and looking up some of the scientific studies and whatnot, I was like, oh my gosh, there's so many different meanings. There's so many different things going on. Like, What is this? How did this get so popular? So I have some theories of my own. People who have been through trauma, maybe they've grown up in an abusive household or were in an abusive relationship, often have high levels of something called hypervigilance. Hypervigilance is a state of increased awareness. This is a trauma response because if I'm worried about being abused, if I'm worried about my uh, partner coming home and abusing me, I am going to be in a state of increased awareness to protect myself, right? I'm always going to be aware of the abuser's mood, how they're acting, things like that, because I want to be on the defense and protect myself. Hypervigilance in in these situations is, is a good thing, right? It can help us protect ourselves. And even when people are out of an abusive situation, the hypervigilance often carries over and is a continued trauma response. That doesn't mean we have special spiritual gifts. 
It doesn't mean that we have the powers that the Star Trek women had. It means that you've been through some horrible, horrible trauma and we should be working through it and processing it because that's horrible. Having to be in a state of hypervigilance all the time in order to protect oneself is not ideal. Many self-proclaimed empaths have a history of abusive relationships have a history with people who have narcissistic personality disorder. And like I mentioned earlier, people with narcissistic personality disorder have very low levels of empathy. So it makes sense that they would attract people with very high levels of empathy to kind of even themselves out, right? And all of these people who say that they're empaths that have higher levels of empathy that have been in a relationship with someone with narcissistic personality disorder, and then they have hypervigilance, it all makes sense how it kind of works together, right? But also, people who have been in abusive relationships are often called victims because unfortunately, they're a victim of abuse. And some of the traits of being a victim go along with some of the traits of being an empath, like feeling burnt out from taking on other people's emotions, lacking boundaries with other people, trying to rescue or save others. Those are all symptoms of being a victim and symptoms of being an empath. And those things are not healthy. They're not healthy. They are not what we need and what we want for optimal mental health. Again, having empathy for others is a wonderful thing our society needs. We as humans need. But not having boundaries, trying to rescue or save others, trying to make money off of saying that you're an empath, trying to, for lack of a better term, brag about being able to sense other people's emotions and then feeling burnt out from that. Those are not healthy things. Those are things that work with people in, on in the therapy room on how to not do those things. And look, it's, it's kind of become like a capitalist venture, right? There are people out there who charge for empathic readings. I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what an empathic reading is, but I can tell you that it's not science. And look, I am not trying to knock people who call themselves empaths. I'm sure I will get some backlash for this episode. But when someone comes to me and tells me that they can relate to me being a therapist or they are burnt out from feeling other people's emotions or whatever it may be because they're an empath, I have a lot of questions and frankly, some concerns, right? It makes me question and wonder about their past experiences with trauma. It makes me worried about past abuse makes me curious about how calling themselves an empath is serving them, what it's doing for them, how it's feeding their defenses or their victimization or their egos, all of those things. So I'm here to tell you what psychology is. That's what I want this whole podcast to be about, is about what mental health and what psychology actually are. And unfortunately, there's a lot of pop culture out there that claims to be psychology or within the mental health umbrella that just isn't. And that's what I love to share and kind of pick apart and learn about. It's so, I think it's fascinating to learn about, but it's okay. We're going to peel back all those layers to understand what all these things mean, how they relate to us in our own lives so that we can all become okay-ish. Disclaimer. This podcast is produced for your universal listening pleasure. Any statements shared during our program are opinions and experiences of our team and guests. 
If you disagree with any content presented herein, please find another show before submitting nasty grams. This is a positive vibes only platform. If you love our show and want to connect, share your experiences, or know someone who we should interview on future episodes, please don't hesitate to get in touch through our website or Instagram. Thanks for listening to this program brought to you by Daydreamer Network. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or your preferred platform. Your feedback allows us to rank on the best new shows list and continue to grow our podcasts in order to bring more unique and talented storytellers to the network. To check out our shows, including programs about relationships, sports, business, nutrition, leisure, and more, head to www.daydreamernetwork.com. We look forward to seeing you back next week for another great episode. Have a wonderful day.